1: Everybody, good to be with you. Appreciate you joining us here on Warchant TV. I'm Jeff Cameron. There he is. He's irish Chaffel. He's the managing editor of Warchant.com. How are you, brother? Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year, Jeff. How you doing, man?
1: I'm well. Haven't seen you since we were over in Orlando together, having a strikingly good time with uh, Knowles everywhere there at the Harry Buffalo. Good times, and uh, of course that was a thrilling football game to cover and to watch, and uh, obviously. Things are pointing up for Florida State. But we did wonder, Ira, and we'll get straight to the reason for this video. As always, like and subscribe. You guys know that. Share the love. Pass it around. Let everybody know the goodness that is War Chant TV and WarChant.com and Wake Up War Chant and the Jeff Cameron Show and Seminole Headlines. All of the greatness. It's right here. It's next to nothing. Subscribe now. So, Ira, we wondered on a couple of seminal headlines recent additions and i've certainly talked about it on a daily basis whether or not there would be changes made on this staff you have a great season like this 10 wins and uh for the most part things went really well but there have been a few bumps along the way and so as you hone in on trying to take the next step which would be to win the conference as you predicted in your 3-2-1. Uh, and as what all Florida state fans would like to see a, a playoff berth and obviously bigger and better things, you have to identify areas where you can improve. And I've thought the secondary was one of those. So let's get to it. Marcus Woodson's going to take a job at Arkansas. We know how this works. Good for him. Good luck at Arkansas. I'm not going to disparage him on his way out the door. But I think it's a good thing for Florida State. I think a change needed to be made. I can't pretend I didn't say that. Your overriding thoughts as you get the news today that Marcus Woodson will not be back at Florida State next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, you had been uh, saying for a while you could see it happening and you you kind of hoped it would happen. Uh, no offense to Marcus, but you felt like they could do better at that position. And and that's frankly, I mean, that's something that you know we've heard you know, around the program really for the last couple of years that, that you know, wasn't maybe at the level it needed to be. And if you look at the play on the field, um, you could argue both ways. On the one hand, this team statistically did a really good job in pass defense this year. They were number four in the country right now in pass defense. If you look at the, the, you know, the old school, just raw numbers. Uh, But they also, we all know they didn't face a lot of good quarterbacks this year for a variety of reasons. And uh, it was just a weird year for that secondary, you know. You had a couple guys that emerged as starters that most people didn't expect. And then you had a couple of other defensive backs that we expected to be stars uh, that didn't really materialize. You know, Marion Cooper last year, uh, Kevin Knowles, both came in as true freshmen and looked at outstanding. And neither one of them really seemed to get any better this year. Uh, Duke Cooper looked to regress. Uh, on the, the other side, though, Renardo Green and Jarian Jones, a couple older guys, did play pretty well and, and probably played better corner than we expected. So it was kind of a weird year for that group overall. Um, But yeah, it's not as far as there are some coaches on the staff, it would be surprising and maybe even concerning if they left. Uh, I wouldn't say Marcus Woodson was one of those.
1: Agreed on that front, and I I think there were a couple things here I think uh, suffered a little bit in high school recruiting to some degree, and then I also think the development hasn't been there, as you were just alluding to, and that's the frustrating aspect. There are also aspects of the way they play defense where they hadn't developed in some areas where I thought they could have been even better to go along with some of the numbers that they did uh, obtain throughout the course of the season. So I think for Florida State's an opportunity. Mike's always got to be looking Uh, forward to how you can improve the staff these guys self-scout when you're trying to win championships it's a cutthroat business Uh, if you have opportunities to bring in a coach that is an upgrade over a coach that you have not unlike what you do with your roster Ira I mean they're not afraid to go out on the transfer portal and grab kids uh, and recruit over kids that they've recruited and that have been here for a couple of years you can't be afraid to do it within your coaching staff as well if you have the opportunity and that's the key thing up until this season They would not have had that opportunity. Nobody would have jumped to come here and coach at Florida State under Mike Norvell without security, without the knowledge that he wasn't going to be let go or that things weren't going to be in place long-term. That's what this 10-win season did. It certainly infused a lot of life and a lot of hope and a lot of belief, but it also gave them security. So now it'll be really interesting to see the timetable. be really interesting. Ira, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. Do they go after a hardcore recruiter, a guy that you know is a recruiting ace, or do they go after a guy who's got a great reputation in developing talent and, and getting kids to mature quickly and understand what they're teaching? Or if there's, God forbid, you get yeah. lucky and get somebody who's good at both uh, out there, then then you know who do they make a run at and what do you think that timetable looks at looks like?
0: Yeah, I think recruiting has to be, the high school recruiting has to be number one on the list. I mean, and if you look at Marcus Woodson's tenure here, You know, he was a guy that was known as a good recruiter, and that was expected to be a big part of what he does. He's originally from Mississippi. He had worked at Auburn, worked at Memphis, had been been in several states in the Southeast, uh, but probably didn't have a huge uh, reputation in the state of Florida. And the results have been pretty mixed. I mean, you can't say it's been all bad, but it hasn't been all good. You know, you look at last year's recruiting class, for example, and that's probably the best one. The 2022 class is probably the best one to really judge them by because, the first year and a half they were there. The first, the first, the first signing class. He didn't even get here till late. He wasn't the original uh, DBs coach. And then the next next class was after COVID. But that 2022 class, you do get Sam McCall, which is great. But it didn't work out. Sam McCall ended up going in the transfer portal after his first semester. So you, you can't get a. You signed a four star DB, but he didn't stay even one semester. So you can't be too excited about that. The one big positive he got really was probably Azariah Thomas, but uh, you know that kind of was fluky. I mean, Florida State happened <laughs> to have him; it worked out great. He deserves credit for sticking with it and getting Azariah Thomas. But if LSU, Oklahoma, and Florida hadn't all lost their head coaches or, or fired their head coaches, correct, then then Florida State doesn't get Azaria Thomas. It would have been a really rough signing day. Otherwise, the big commitment he had, of course, was you know Travis Hunter, and they got blindsided by that. Uh, on signing day, that was his guys. So, um, you know, again, it hasn't been a, uh, it, it's not like he's been a complete disaster as a recruiter, but certainly not been a star and you need that guy to be a star. You know, some people have questions. I think you've, you, you and some other people have said, well, you know, maybe it would be better if Adam Fuller was a better recruiter. If you, I, I don't, I don't look at this defensive coordinator as having to must be a great recruiter, but somebody in that back end needs to be. You know, and, and so if it's not going to be the defensive coordinator, then the secondary coach has to be. And um so that's to me, that's the number one area they got to improve.
1: Yeah, and I I I completely agree with that. I I think Fuller is a guy that has to improve uh, in, in, in the high school ranks. He does a real good job in the portal. If you talk to, to people around the program, I know you certainly do, Ira, all the time, they can't sing enough praises of Adam Fuller with the portal and how he's helped out there. Um, somebody has to be great at recruiting kids in this state of which there are a bevy of elite, talented players in the secondary every year throughout this state specifically that you have got to be able to wrangle and win your fair share of battles against the University of Florida and against Miami. And I don't think that was going to happen with Woodson. They get an opportunity now to wipe the slate clean and go after somebody who can maybe fill that role. It will be curious. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know who they're going to go after. But I do know they have the opportunity that they didn't have a year ago because now they can sit across from somebody and offer up this job with the knowledge that that person can't hold against them the chance that they're not there a year from now, two years from now, because obviously Mike Norvell is not going anywhere. He's going to be here long term after this year. And there is real momentum for Florida State right now. So now anybody that does come in, Ira, this is a great job to have. You and I know this from all of our years of covering Florida State. One of the things that makes it truly unique is that as they begin to operate more towards peak efficiency, the opportunities to bring in the creme de la creme in recruiting and the best athletes in the country are right here because of where they're located regionally. You can't say that about a lot of other jobs. You can say that about Florida State. So if stability is there and commitment from the university is there, both those things are now, and you have this uh, obviously what we've seen in the last i don't know three weeks uh at the battle's end well you now you have a collective you have a university you have a head coach stability 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 and you have wins there's a lot to offer here right now
0: yeah and to the point you know like last year we know for a fact that you know mike norvell would, you know put out some feelers about other coaches that that might be able to come on the staff and there and that was probably a, a big stumbling block that you know he was coming off of Three and nine and five and seven and you know who's going to jump to join that coaching staff when you don't know if they're going to make it through the next year. Now, of course, they have, and like you said, now now you're ten and three, and you can already see the results of that in the recruiting hot boards that Michael has been putting up on the site. We put up one yesterday for uh, I think receivers and tight ends. We put up one today for the offensive line. The hot boards this time a year ago were not all that hot, Jeff. No, they were they were a little tepid, <laughs> and uh, they, they were involved with some well, players. <laughs> but uh right now they're involved with some players at a, at a higher level uh to the question i just saw that uh tom had put up a question um from seth asking if uh th- if we think this will affect the uh cypress commitment the uh virginia db transfer i mean you know i we can't say with 100 i don't i've talked to Fentrell cypress when he was here on his visit i'm not going to pretend to know him but but i wouldn't think so i mean the reality is Uh, portal recruiting is different than you mentioned it earlier. It's different than high school recruiting, high school recruiting. A lot of times there is one position coach that is tied at the hip with, and it's like, he's their coach. He's the guy that checks on them all the time. He's the one that builds a relationship with them. And if you lose that assistant coach with high school recruits and high school kids are a little bit more emotional, there's a lot going on there. Portal's a little different. Those guys are in general are taking a more cerebral approach more big picture approach, not tied to one guy. And from everything we've heard, he was really close to Adam Fuller and Mike Norvell as well. So I, I wouldn't think that that's going to be an impact. I mean, could it possibly? But nothing has suggested that to, to us. No, I, yeah, I don't.
1: I would be surprised if it right. has an impact at all. Uh, I would think that that recruitment and that conversation and that relationship that was built in a short period of time um, it was not.
0: The Parallel.
1: reason, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I'm trying to be kind here. I, I don't think it had much to do with why he came here. Let's just put it Correct, that way. Right. Chris writes, great job as always, guys. Curious, does assistant coach's salary only involve administration and our booster leadership, with input, of course, from Norvell?
0: Uh, I mean, it's 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 mostly Norvell. Yeah, it mostly um, Norvell. When it, yeah, when it comes to assistant coach's salaries, generally the head coach is going to determine that. Now may, he may go to the the boosters and say. Can we afford this? Uh, Or it may go to the athletic director and say, do you have a problem if we do this? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're talking about the huge numbers, you know, if you're talking about going and getting, for example, and people remember, you know, when when Jimbo Fisher was the head coach, there were a couple of times he wanted to get the number one or two defensive coordinator in the country who might be making at that time one and a half or two million dollars a year. And Florida State was like, look, man, we don't, we don't, we're not in that business. You know, we're we're going to pay well, but we're not going to go get the number one coordinator uh, just on a whim because you want the number one coordinator. And so that was, that's, there can be pushback at that level, but I would assume anybody he's talking to, Mike Norvell's talking to, he's not, it's not even have to really even be a rubber stamp. I mean, he's going to, have some room to he knows what he can offer and it's I don't think he's going to have to get it approved by anybody
1: yeah and the chances are if we're being honest here Mike Norvell who's always mined the coaching ranks exceptionally well for up-and-coming talent or established talent this is a guy that has identified good coaches throughout his young career as a head coach he's a guy that's hired a lot of people who've gone on to do good things and be given over other opportunities I think Mike's probably got a list of guys uh, that he feels pretty good about or would be interested in talking to. And uh, most of these guys do. Your, 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 your head coaches, who are thorough and obviously have their eyes on championships and sustained excellence, always have a list just in case. I mean, you never know. Uh, somebody could come and poach your coaching staff just as easily as you poach theirs. And you have to be ready to go at a moment's notice when the hammer drops or when something like that happens. So I'm sure Mike's got a few guys in mind. Uh, and he'll probably talk to some people as well because this is the one hindrance for Mike and really this staff to some degree when he first came on board Ira we always wondered how quickly would they be able to develop relationships in the state of Florida because that was not a strength of the staff X's and O's were a strength getting kids to play hard culture shifts all that stuff that we saw at Memphis and any of his stops frankly those were his strengths and you got to have those things those are important but there was a little bit of a weakness when it came to recruiting the state. Now he's got to find a guy that I think has bona fides in the state.
0: Well, and if you look at Jared Thompson's question here, I don't know if you want to read it, but um, it ties into that. And the answer to that would be...
1: Uh... Yeah, whether or not uh, Kiwan gets moved to a field on-the-field position seems like he's been spoken well of from a recruiting perspective. Uh, obviously not the full-time DB coach role. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting.
0: So, yeah. So the way that dovetails with your point is, you know, Kewan Ratliff, um, uh, Ryan Bartow, Corey Fuller, Gerard Ross. These are people they brought in is support staff people to help with those relationships in the state of Florida. Uh, Even though, you know, Kewan Ratliff is a Florida guy. The fact that, you know, he's very prominent and he was very prominent in the seven on seven ranks. He's well known throughout the state. Uh, obviously, Gerard Ross and, is from Jacksonville. Corey Fuller's very well known in the state. Ryan Barto has been involved in recruiting the state for a long time. They have some other staff members as well to kind of solidify that because those are all none of those guys were here when Mike Norvell's first year. That first staff, they've kind of pieced it together as time has gone by. Uh, whether or not Qan uh, moves up, I don't know. I don't know that that's. I, I haven't spoken to him to ask whether or not he wants to be an on-the-field coach. That might be a goal but he's pretty well compensated right now i could tell you that a lot of those support staff positions are paid what assistant coaches used to be paid uh 15 10 15 years ago i mean the, they, they they do really well for themselves and some of those guys just like those relationships um so I don't know that I could I, I'm expecting Kewan Ratliff to go on the field at any point soon but um he's definitely an effective um, you know member of the coaching member of the support staff for sure
1: I'll ask a, I'll summarize a couple of the questions on the boards, including one from Tom and others asking about who they might go after. Uh, But also the bigger picture is, uh, is this the last of the coaching moves uh, that we see for Florida state this off season? Uh, I'm not sure the answer to that question Um, since I was openly calling for Woodson's job. I certainly will not deflect that. I, I wanted to see change there. They've now made that change. I've said also before that I think there are a couple positions that they could make a change at. But I also have said, and I think it's important to reiterate this, you only make changes when you're certain that you can do better, and there is a job, there's a person who would maybe take that job. Like, you don't just fire a guy to fire a guy if you don't have somebody that you feel real good about, unless it's gross negligence or obviously yeah. something that would get the university uh, in trouble. But you're not going to make changes just to make changes. You're going to have your eye on some guys, and we'll see if there are any more coaches um that are let go i I know this is a situation where he's taking a job at arkansas a lot of times that's how it works um if a guy is understanding that he's not going to be asked to come back he's certainly free to pursue other opportunities and if it's a good working relationship with a head coach oftentimes a head coach will see if he can help a guy out uh in that process i don't know how this played out but i'm not surprised to see that he's not retained
0: hey headliners and elite headliners It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you, but we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready. Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system, or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Yeah. And, and you know, the reality is when it comes to and I think there was one of the questions on the board was or from the chat was, you know, how do they have to fit in with Adam Fuller in and, and that whole situation? You know, I think, look, Mike Norvell is going to be making the hire, but I don't think he's the kind of head coach that would force a defensive coordinator to take a DB's coach that he wasn't comfortable with. And, you know, look, the perfect example is Randy Shannon coming on the staff last year. He came in as an analyst and then he made him the linebackers coach. If Adam Fuller was uncomfortable with Randy Shannon being co-defensive coordinator, I don't know how they would have worked that out, but I don't think Mike Norvell would have said, you have to take him and you have to work with him. Um, I do think it's going to be a collaborative decision, but I think Norvell's got a really good handle on that staff. And they've got, you know, again, they've got guys, Uh, on the staff and then people that have played at Florida state that certainly would be options. You know, I know that a lot of people of course, wanted T buck that's, you know, before this news even came out, you know, getting texts from people um, you know, Hey, is there any chance we could get T buck and Terrell Buckley, uh, you know, I think would have been interested in this job. Um, You know, when, when Marcus Woodson and before him, TJ rushing were hired at Florida state Uh, But right now, you know, T-Buck's about to start at the NFL. The XFL is head coach of the Orlando team. And obviously the XFL is not at the NFL, but they're literally about to start. So I don't know that the timing would work there. And I don't know whether or not Mike Norvell would want to make that move. But there's a, man, there's a lot of people that, uh, to your point, he's got a lot of connections. There's a lot of people that would want this job right now. You've got talent at that cornerback position. You've got talent in that secondary you just brought in as we talked about earlier, an all-ACC cornerback in Fentrell Cypress. Uh, You really like the potential. I mean, Jarian Jones came on this year. The young DBs, Azariah Thomas is a real talented – a lot of coaches want to go where there's talent and where there's security, and Florida State can offer those right now. You know, it's funny.
1: When this happens, every time it happens, people want a list. They want to know, who are you going after? And, you know, people will say, like, oh, Torian Gray or or – uh, Corey Raymond or you know like just yeah. you know all the names I just start throwing them out there right guys that have had success somewhere in particularly usually in the south uh, and they'll just throw it around there's more to it than that certainly you want a guy with a proven track record if you can get him and a guy that's had great success against elite competition like in the SEC or generally in the south um, but can he I really think this has to be hyper focused on Big-time recruiting ability in the state of Florida, in the Southeast region. I I think he has to marry that with whatever developing skills that you want from your defensive backs coach. Um, You know, there are scenarios by which you could create an idealized defensive staff, but it's not very realistic. Believe me, as the whispers came into the Cameron household today that maybe this was going to happen, Ira, I had already put together an entirely new staff on the defensive side of the ball. (laughs) with guys that I think are ideal. I also took the time to realize that that's absurd and it's not going to happen and probably doesn't need to happen. So, you know, it's, it's, we, we are going to wait and see just like everybody else. Uh, we will not have the answers tonight. It just happened today, but we do know that that's uh it's aggressive. That's it, It's good to know that Mike is looking, I think I'm speaking for fans now, it's good to know that Mike is looking out there and seeing some of the problems, whether it be in recruiting or whether it be on the field, and saying, I there's a chance I can do better here. Maybe we need to move on. That's that's people wanted to see that as the next step towards building towards a championship.
0: Yeah. And I would say again, just to reassure people, the 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 what you want to in, in a situation like this, if you are going to make a move or if someone's gonna there's gonna be an opening, you want to know, is your job attractive? Well, I think the job is attractive. You want to know, is the school, the administration, going to put up enough money where you can get the kind of candidate you want? And I think the answer to that is yes. I mean, I think if you look at what Florida State's done with salaries the last few years, the support staff they've added, um, you know, they have been stepping up financially. Now, is he going to go out and hire, you know, one of the top, you know, priced cornerback coaches in the country, or DBs coach in the country? Probably not. But it's going to be somebody they, – they're not going to be limited – greatly by price. They're going to go get somebody really good and qualified. So that's a real, real positive. And then I think the other thing is, is it, do you have a, a situation where they can come in and be successful? And again, I mean, I think we like the young talent, uh, in that DB room. I mean, I think there's potential there, uh, for that group to be really good. So from, from that standpoint, it's going to be an attractive job and that's what you want. It's going to be an attractive job. And there's, there's going to be, uh, financial support to get somebody really good. And that, that's all you can ask for. Cause that's not always the case. Uh, there are some times where it's not attractive and, or you, you, you're at a school that, that isn't going to pay substantial salaries. It's funny. There are a lot of people
1: on the chat who have asked this and brought it up and you guys know how I feel about this. Um, Yeah, man, Jim Leonard is a great defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, and I think he's an outstanding coach, and he's young and well thought of. Hell, he almost had an NFL head coaching job um, this offseason before the year began, but I don't know what ties he has to the Southeast. I don't know if he has any ties to Mike Norvell, and he's certainly not going to take a DB coaching job. He would come in to be the D.C., and then you'd have to tell Adam Fuller that he was coaching defensive backs, and I don't know. That would seem like a bit of a demotion, and there are a lot of things that would have to happen, so I don't believe that is going to happen. Unless Adam Fuller was taking another job somewhere else, and I don't think that's gonna happen either. So, um short general, of bad, I don't
0: though, think In you- and, and in general though, like you said, you know, usually there's relationships. You yeah. know, when Dan Lanning got the head coaching job at Oregon, he hired Kenny Dillingham, who had worked with him at Memphis. Um, you know, that's generally what happens. You know, Mark uh Marcus Woodson going to Auburn, he'll be working with coaches he's worked with before. Uh, excuse me, at Arkansas, he's yep. worked with those coaches before, so you know that's general. It's you know, and again, uh, maybe Mike Norvell has some connection to Jim Leonard that we don't know about, but generally, happy days if he does. There's usually some sort of connection there beyond just I know of that coach because there's a lot of delicate. I mean, it's here's a perfect example. I mean, you know, Gene Chizik was was known as a great defensive coordinator at one point in his career. Well, it ain't going real well for him now. Uh, there are other coaches around the country at different schools who have great reputations, but it doesn't always work at every school. So you know, they've got a chance to have a really big year next year. I think Mike Norvell's can be very particular about who he's looking for.
1: And like we've said a bunch of times in this video, and rightfully so, it's it's a really attractive job right now. A really attractive job. And that should be what you get most excited about. We're all going to hyper-focus on our guy. Everybody's got a guy that we identify that we really like. You watch enough college football, you're just like everybody else. You say, hey, that coach right there always interested me. Or if you're a recruit, Nick, and you know the guys that can really year in and year out consistently pull top-tier talent from uh, their their region. Um, and, and those are all fine things to keep an eye on and understand and have a depth of knowledge about. I, I think we all should. But it there's there's so much more to it than just identifying guys that have had successes elsewhere, like you say. I mean, you've got to find a guy that's a fit, you gotta find a guy that has a relationship, gotta find a guy that's gonna meet whatever pressing need you believe uh, is the criteria here. For you and me, and I think for a lot of the people watching this show right now, and for certainly listeners and readers of warchant.com, they know that. Florida state's got to see an uptick in the ability to recruit the state. So that's what I'm going to be focused on. There are a lot of guys that can do that. A lot of right. guys that recruit the Southeast well, a lot of guys that have had success doing that and a lot of guys that they'll probably mind to find out if they're interested. So should yeah. I mean I'll follow along just like everybody else and you will too on warchant.com and warchant tv where don't forget to like and subscribe right now. And by the way, was it, 10 bucks, Ira? Are we giving this thing away still for 10 bucks? It
0: might have moved to 25. I'm not sure exactly. Woo-hoo! It's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. It's big. We're dropping the ball. Hey.
1: <laughs> you could have got uh, it for a buck. Then you could have got it for 10. Next thing you know, it's going to be $157. Let's get on it, people. Let's go. 25 bones. Let's get to it.
0: If they if they just DM if they just uh, Venmo you a few bucks you'll you'll give me your password I'll
1: give them my password I'm not on the boards that often like uh, you guys could do it you could type away and pretend you're me and say hateful things whatever it would be great uh, Gene would get mad at me but it's all right <laughs> um, no hey so the news of the day and I I, I want to say this we could probably keep going for a while and it's exciting to have this many people on board but. Guys, Ira is going to be hosting a show in just over an hour and a half. It's seven o'clock. It's going on, Betty. That's it. The smash is happening. He and Tom are getting together, chit chatting away. I have even more. Thousands of you should be tuned in. I'm going to tune in while I'm watching the college football right there in the back. I'm going to have my iPad over here, Ira, while you're talking. I'm going to be listening to you and Tom. I'll be watching the game with Penn State and Utah. I'm excited. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah, rare Monday smash. Move the Sunday smash to Monday this week for the holiday. It's still a holiday, but we're, we're going to, we're going to be smashing it up at seven o'clock. Uh, myself and Tom Lang, as you said, it should be a good time. So hopefully people will uh, tune in.
1: You know, I have to tell you, it's funny in the, uh, in the opinion business, Ira, now you are a, a veteran reporter and you do a great job of uh, finding the facts, reporting those facts and writing wonderful stories about it. I often just fly off the handle on a, on a daily basis. And so people know the emotional aspect of, uh, of me as well as some of the objective takes, but man, my, I'm, I'm sad to say that a man lost his job, that he got another job. So I don't feel that bad, but I have, I'm looking at this is a true story. I'm looking at my phone right now, guys. And, uh, many of you who have I've identified on this board and our boards and who are personal friends of mine are like, you got your wish. And then the next one, the next one, how about that? They fired that at, yeah, you know. mm. next one, Good job, Cameron. Like I got him. <laughs> guys, this is no. And then the next guy. So, you knew it was coming, didn't you? Why didn't you just say it? Like I had it, guys. And this guy, I know how happy you must be. Tell us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you're you better. You're not speaking for you, but yeah, you you're you're happy because you think Florida State Mike Norvell have an opportunity to have a better coaching staff in 2023 than That's they correct. did in 2022.
1: I, yes, I think that's correct. And I and, and you know what? That is cold and that is straight to the point. Uh, it has nothing to say about who the man is as a person. I don't know him that well. I've had three really good conversations with Coach Woodson. He was always professional and very courteous and, and great to talk to. So on that front, it was never personal. Do I think they can do better? 100%. It looks like Mike thinks so, too. That's good news. And now Florida State has a chance to upgrade that coaching staff because we want championships, Ira. This little 10-3 and nonsense, buddy, it's time to move on. Let's take it on down the road to championship-caliber football. You know that's the next step. We can't be half-stepping over here with all these kind of average results in the secondary. Domination every game.
0: Maybe uh, my number one, my favorite Tom Petty song. Time to time to move on. Time Whoa, to get man. going.
1: Time to get going. Yep. Under my feet, baby, the grass is growing. Yep. I'm here for you. I'm ready. I've got <laughs> that. Hey, I- <laughs> and it was. So it is time to move on. Uh, Ira and Tom at 7 p.m. Tom's. that's a, a separate uh, link. Yeah. Or are they going to keep it right here? What are we doing out here? What yeah, are that's got? a separate link. Hey, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, there you go. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Separate links, 7 o'clock, the smash. It's world famous. Be watching it. He's the managing editor and dear friend of me, Jeff Cameron. Be well, everybody. Enjoy that show at 7. More news on this if it breaks and obviously a handful of other topics to, to talk about as Florida State's off to an exciting new year. I'll see you in a little bit. Hey. Right,
0: be well. Hey, are we doing headlines tomorrow or is it Jeff Cameron show?
1: Hey, what do you want to do, buddy? I could do either. I'm here for you. It's uh, I'm ready to go. I guess we'll, go.
0: we'll leave it up to Corey, I guess.
1: Is he in town? Does he care to be? Uh, we'll is see. he going to work? I mean, you just don't know with Corey. Is he in a ditch? <laughs> what, what's, what's going we'll on? See. Let's We'll, get,
0: we'll, we'll try but, to find out.
1: Yeah, it'll be one or the other, guys. Yeah. There will be live shows for you tomorrow. It's going to happen. And until that time, uh, <laughs> headlines yep. tomorrow, he's ready from... The ATL. Okay, so headlines it is tomorrow, guys. But at 7 o'clock tonight is the smash. And don't you not watch. Get your ass over here and watch at 7. Be good, everybody. Peace.
0: Take care.